Hey, welcome to the Press On Podcast. I am so glad you are here today. This is episode 99. I, I, I'm pumped because that means next week is our 100th episode. And, and so don't miss it. We're going to have it right here, wherever you listen to your podcast. It's also going to be on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, and so I'm excited uh, for episode 100. I hope you've been following along with our uh July mission to to give July away, trying to raise money for Water Mission. Uh, check them out, watermission.org, great organization, uh, bringing clean water to countries and also the living water to countries as well. Hey, I'm really excited in, about this upcoming part in our study in the book of John. This is part uh, 15, and we've been slowly going through the book of John. We are starting chapter 4 today. Um, and it's going to set us up for, for the next three weeks after our 100th episode uh, because this one story can be broke down um, into many parts, and I don't want us to miss a single moment of this story. And so it kicks off, and uh, Jesus is uh, hearing more about what's happening, and, and I'm just going to read the first six verses right here. It says this, Now when Jesus learned that there that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples. He left Judea and departed again for Galilee. So Jesus is getting out of town. He's going back to Galilee. And then chapter, verse 4, it says this, And he had to pass through Samaria. And so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour, which would have been about 6 p.m. Now, I'm going to stop there uh, because there's a lot that's going to set us up for what's about to happen at Jacob's well in Samaria. But but I find it so interesting that, that verse 4 said he had to pass through Samaria because this isn't true. Jesus did not technically have to pass through Samaria. You see, the Jews, if, if they were traveling from Judea to Galilee like Jesus was, or they're traveling backwards, Galilee to Judea, they would do what they could to pass by Samaria. They would actually take a long route around, route around uh, through a place called Perea uh, just so they could avoid Samaria. Uh, because Samaritans, they, they weren't the Jewish people. I mean, some were Jews, uh, but but through different things over the years, uh, they became uh, racially mixed. Um, they they had mixed religions. They, they, they had split off from Judaism. Uh, but they are also a Roman-governed um, nation and area. And, and so the Jewish people would do what they could to avoid Samaria at all times. And so the fact that it says that Jesus had to pass through Samaria says something very important about who Jesus is. And in return, it, it can teach us something about who we should be as Jesus followers. Because there was these beliefs uh, about the people in Samaria, that, that, that these are not good people, that, that they had gone against God, which, which is true. They had done some things that, that they weren't following God for the most part, and they weren't living the way that they were supposed to. But, but Jesus himself, he, he wasn't about to let beliefs triumph over people. 
he knew that in order to reach the loss, he couldn't just go the long way around. He couldn't just avoid the people. He had to go where the people were. He knew that, that, that in order to reach people, he needed to be all about reaching the saving, reaching and saving the, the discarded and the outcast and the despised people of the world. But, but so often as Christians, we, we, we get in the mindset is if somebody's not living the way that we think they should live, if somebody's doing something outside of the will of God, uh, we try to tell them about Jesus, but that we distance ourselves, that, 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 that we, we avoid where they're at. I don't know how many times I've heard Christians say, well, I, I, don't, I don't go to those places. I don't give my money to these places because of the people that, that work there. But, but if you're not going to where the lost people are, then how are you reaching the lost? Now, there's a big difference than forming your lifestyle around and, and becoming super involved with the lost where they're starting to influence your life and change the way you live. But, but, but we can't live in a holy bubble all of our lives. We have to go out and reach the lost. We can't avoid the Samaritans in our lives just because they live differently. We, we can't travel the long way around forever. Eventually, we, we need to go through Samaria. Eventually, we're going to meet somebody at that well that needs to desperately hear the message of Jesus. And so it is so important that, that, that we don't just sit back and, and just think, oh, somebody else will do it. Or I, I can't put myself in that situation and, and be around those people. Jesus constantly put himself around lost people. And notice this too. Uh, Jesus never once, never once condemned, shamed, judged somebody. He simply led them to the truth. I think back to the story of Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus, he was up in a tree and Jesus didn't say, Zacchaeus, you, you foolish man, you've been stealing money from people. No, he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. Hey, we're going to go to your house and we're going to share a meal together. And then soon after that, we read that the Zacchaeus just decided to give all the money back, plus more. Jesus never once said that that's what he had to do, but, but Zacchaeus was changed because of who Jesus was and how Jesus treated Zacchaeus. And we are called to treat people the same way. One of my favorite authors, Bob Goff, I've talked about him on this podcast probably more times than most people care about, but he, he tells the story of, of a limo driver that picked him up and uh, they were headed to Disney World and Bob's in the back of the limo and he, he's like, hey buddy, this is great back here. Have you ever been back here? Limo driver said, no, uh, probably will never get a chance because I'm retiring next week. And Bob said, well, well, pull over. Let me drive you around. And after thinking about it and realizing that even if he got fired, uh, it wouldn't make much of a difference. The, the limo driver pulled over and let Bob drive the limo driver all the way to Disney World. Now, Bob, it, like I said, he, he's a goofy guy. He, he's an honorary guy, but he always carries medals with him. And when that, that limo driver got out of the limo, uh, he, he, he got out, he straightened his jacket, and Bob always carries medals around with him. And so he took a medal out of his pocket, pinned it on on the limo driver's uh, chest, and, and he told the limo driver who he was. He said, "You you are brave for letting me drive. You are you are full hardy, full hard, full hardy." 
And then Bob writes something along the lines, and I'm just paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but Bob writes that, now when that limo driver gets home tonight, do you think that he told the woman he'd been living with for the last couple of years that, that he met a Christian man and that that he was condemned and he needed to change his life around? And then he goes into all of these sins that the, the limo driver could have been living in, but he goes into the idea that 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 Bob didn't once bring up those sins. Instead, he probably went home to that woman that he'd been living with and said, I met a man and he told me who I was. And and there's something about when we tell people who they are, that that they are loved, that they are cherished, that they are valued, that's when it's going to change their lives. That's when they're going to start changing for the better and, and experiencing Jesus. And when they experience Jesus... When you truly experience Jesus, there's no choice but to change the way you live. And I think Jesus knew that himself, and so that's why he doesn't avoid Samaria. You know, it's been said that a lot of people think that that that, that you repenting from your lifestyle and the way that you are living and your sins, that's what's going to lead you to your salvation. But, but the truth is, is that your salvation knowing what Jesus has done for you, knowing who you are in Christ, that, that that's what comes first. Forgiveness is what comes first. And repentance, changing our lifestyle, is an act uh, of gratitude to that salvation. Jesus has already died for each one of us. We are already set free through his death. We have already been given this free gift of salvation. And when we accept that, and when we hold on to that, that in gratitude, that's when we turn and we become like Jesus. So the bottom line is, is that we have to stop avoiding the places that we've been avoiding. Where is your Samaria? What have you been going around the long way around just because the people there, they were creepy because they made you uncomfortable because they weren't living the life that, that you think they should have been living. Go to those places. Reach out to those people. Love them. Tell them who they are. I, I pray that, that, that each and every day as you try to love the difficult people in your life, that, 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 that you continue to press on. Hey, I can't wait to see you next week for our 100th episode. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, but until then, for the 99th time, adios.